You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie where we talk. Uh, uh, Ball start. Offense. Okay. Five yard penalty. Replay uh, first. You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? My name is Mike. I'll be your host. I am joined by... Jill. And Andre. Hi, friends. Hey. Hello. This is this is very last second that we got everybody together, but I'm so happy to have both of you here. Yeah. Like, We're happy so to happy. see you. Yeah. Uh, so we have a heck of a movie to talk about. It mm. is a bad movie episode. Mm. Um, let me tell you, it's a gem. Uh, but first, we got to dive into what are we drinking? Jill, lead us off. What are you drinking over there? I'm representing all the the young old ladies out there. I'm drinking tea. It's a herbal tea. tea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cozy it's with like one of my mug. favorite letters of the alphabet. The letter T. The letter T. <laughs> and what's the number of the day a la Sesame Street? Uh, three. Today is brought to you. I love three. That was my favorite number. Three was my lucky number growing up, so I, I do wear number three usually. I'm born on the third of May, so I'm born on the ninth, so I can't really say anything. That's Nine didn't feel like three. a lucky number. Yeah, it's divisible <laughs> by three. Yes, so we'll go with that. Right, okay, well, so tea, herbal tea. Yes, I am drinking Aurora Blue. It's by the Spice and Tea Exchange. It's from Alexandria, Virginia. And it's an herbal tea. So that means no caffeine. Um, and in this case, it's made with ginger root, lemongrass, uh, lemon peel, and probably the most important, the butterfly pea flowers, which is why the tea itself is blue. It naturally excretes the color. Um, if you have something with this ingredient in it, put some citrus, like a lemon juice, and it's going to mm -hmm. turn into like a light purple color. Um, yeah. And it tastes delicious. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, the Empress Gin is is made with this pea flower ingredient. So any sort of like you, <laughs> you know said pea flower. <laughs> the <laughs> any sort of like color changing gin drink that has yeah. Empress Gin in it. That's it turns from blue to purple. It's pretty sick. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Acid. That's a nice trick. It's neato. Nice. That sounds really cool. Actually, not gonna lie. Andre, what are you drinking? I saw you uh, grab a beer for this. I did because uh, I can't help myself. I got a uh, Nomadism from Treehouse, the famous brewery from Massachusetts. It is a Czech dark lager, um, mm. and it tastes like toffee and coffee at the same time, and it's great, and I love it. Have and you tapped it on untapped? I should probably tap that, shouldn't I? Tap that. Tap that, bitch. Okay, cool. This is this is this is, this is a clocking in at like a four point two five to BH. Like <laughs> that's your okay. average for everything. Because everything. I like it. I don't know, man. <laughs> Shit. If it, like if I didn't like it, like this thing, like Jill's Jill makes fun of me because she says I'm too nice on untapped. Because like if I don't like it, I just don't untap it. And so then if Which you look at my yeah, like but like if you're not you, gonna so you, gatekeep tapping. If you look at my untapped history, it just shows it's like wow, this guy just really likes beer. It's like, well, no, I just drink way more beer than that. But if yeah. it rates below a three seven, I'm not I'm not putting it on the below end. a three seven. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Below a three seven? Yeah. I go man. as low as two point five. I mean, if you're fifty percent, you're still Yeah, like, I told you he's too nice. Yeah. My like if you're a one, okay, yeah, I'll probably just skip you. But I if you're I have not the, it, it's been Andre, a while since you need a phoenix beer. right level objection to See, get out you, of this <laughs> you need to think about it this way um, i use untapped for the beers i've drank before so okay. i look at the low ones and go okay 
one, I didn't like this beer. I'm not going to get a four pack of it or a six pack or a 12 pack, whatever it is. Okay. So like Miller light, not getting it. Sorry. Sure. Sure. Miller Miller's piss uh, <laughs> brought to you by Miller light. Uh, <laughs> please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Hey, Miller. <laughs> we got so you. Probably shouldn't go after Miller Coors, like one of the biggest beer distributors in the world. Coors Light's good. I like Coors Light. Cool. Dude, I love those mountains, man. Let's see. Yeah. I like when my <laughs> mountains are blue. <laughs> I just, I just like, okay, okay. I... Here's where I'm at, right? I feel like I play too many video games because I feel like the games industry at large, like grades mm-hmm. video games on a scale, right? Where like right. the commonality of like, if IGN gives a video game below a six out of 10 or a six out, if it gives it below a seven out of 10, you're like, wow, this game is trash. But like, Which by is... your logic, like, but 10 is like oh i kind of enjoyed this you know well but what i'll say about that is this is for you not for the consumer this is for uh-huh. you the beer drinker you're okay. more likely to get a kirby in the forgotten land beer than you are to give a bad rating to kirby in the forgotten land do you know what i mean right yeah yeah okay okay i get that i get that. sorry i was telling tony about kirby in the forgotten land he got a free no, this switch is the today. second time Kirby's he got a free switch wow tonight. congrats to tony I holy love shit kirby yeah tony got a free switch um his boss won one at like an event or something like that and uh to the victor goes the spoils because he already had a switch so he's like here tony you're a really good employee how about you have a switch Aww. okay oh, nice. there we go wow this couldn't happen to a better person yeah Curry's uh, Round Land is a great game for the Switch if you yes, just get I one love, for the I first time. It's a that. it's a cute game. Yes. Uh for me, however. Oh, ah, there we go. Is that a, is that a hobo? Is, is that a is that a Oh yes, it is. Yeah, it's it is a Lord Hobo uh koozie with boom sauce. Because I do love sauce. Lord Hobo. I miss Oh, Lord it's hobo. a koozie, okay. Yeah, it's a koozie. No, no, no. No, I wish I had boom sauce. Um this is no, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Mm-hmm. It is a hazy mm-hmm. IPA. It is from a brewery in Ash or uh, Durham. It is the Dirty Bull Brewing Company in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. I don't know if you guys knew this or not uh, for our listeners. Obviously, Andre and Jill, you know this, but Claire and I moved to Charlotte. Uh, Andre and Jill are still up in Connecticut holding strong for the Nutmeggers. Mm-hmm. Gotta represent. Gotta represent. So uh we moved down to north carolina i've been trying a bunch of different new beer which is great that's what's fun about this um i was gonna ask you about this yeah how is how how, how is north carolina's beer scene there's a lot of good beer like a lot of good beer um i have a couple so it's funny you bring this up because i have i have a proposition for you guys um Uh you know beth yeah yeah beth runs an instagram called big booty uh big booty brews she goes to local breweries, rates beer, you know. Yeah. Um, her and I were talking about a beer trade where you send a beer, they send a beer. You send a beer, they send a beer. So people like me can get my fix of Connecticut beer and people like you guys could get a fix of North Carolina beer. Hmm. Would you be interested in doing so? How, how, how do we send the beer over? Just mail it? That's a good question. I need to figure that stuff out. Isn't okay. that yeah, because like some it's not legal to do, do that, that, but I think yeah. there's there's ways you can <laughs> there's ways you can do it. <laughs> it's not legal to do it, but we'll figure it out. Know, we'll figure right? it out. We'll figure it out. I, sure. I, I haven't gotten through all the plans, but people send beer in the mail all the time. Okay. Uh I know yeah. a couple friends that do. Yeah. Okay. 
Jillian, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about like getting arrested, <laughs> like or anything like that. Well, that's good because this is a tra- this is a setup. <laughs> oh fuck! It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. I'm down to get some North Carolina beers. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll go we'll go in length about this later. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of these beers are enough to get me through the monstrosity that was the bad movie. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. So. Uh, I watched it myself because schedules are crazy. You never know. Uh, this thing got put together last minute, so I'm happy to get, tell you guys all about Life Without Dick, a movie mm. from 2002. Couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. I've seen the trailer. It, it's 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 a trip. <laughs> it's it's something. It's uh you you were excited to hear me talk about a rom com. There needed to be some comedy for this one. Mm, so. That's sad. That's the cardinal rule of a rom com. Funny. Direct to video. That is direct to oh, video. Always no. a good sign. I also Wait, and- thought this got released at some point, but I guess I was wrong. Mm. You want to know what's crazy? It's two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker was in Sex in the City. Like she yes. was. Wow, on- you're right. That's so- true. Like this is peak Sex in the City for her, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I believe so. So either mm-hmm. she they this was not filmed in 2022 or sorry in 2002 so 2022 yes yep so Um, either this was not filmed in 2002 or which i'm guessing that's the case or it was like a contract obligated i do wonder about that because i actually don't know off the top of my head um i will say however like johnny knoxville is also in this yep Uh, um he had men in black 2 come out that same year who, and I know he like wasn't the, a big part the, of that. Yeah, he's right, like but what the was pawn shop guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With okay. the second head that popped up and everything. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like he was a big part of it. I but, forgot he was in that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Happy to help. Now <laughs> let's talk dick. <laughs> so excited, excited to talk about dick. Oh, always so excited to talk about dick. Um brief synopsis before we get into the actual synopsis but basically it is about a woman who is trying to live without her boyfriend dick uh at first you think they're broken up nope he's dead he killed him right well that's what we'll get into so let's start talking about life without dick uh about 30 seconds into the film she is driving home with her blue uh, blue bug, slug bug. Um, she's wearing a birthday hat. I don't know why she's wearing a birthday hat for the beginning of this movie. People she walks, like hats. Yeah, apparently. She walks in and there are three suitcases and there's her boyfriend, Dick, playing a guitar, playing the song, leaving on a jet plane, which is not really a song you do when you're in a happy mood. Mm. Um, she calls him out for cheating on her with the crossing guard. This was oddly specific that it was a crossing guard. Okay. And so she pulls out a gun from her purse and she shoots through the guitar and through Dick. So there you go. We are two minutes into the movie. Dick is dead. What? Okay, got it. Hence, that- we're life without Dick. Okay, got it. This is not that escalated very quickly. Well, she usually doesn't have any bullets in her gun. She was just trying to scare him. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's a flashback. Three minutes into the movie and there's a flashback. 
yes, it's that kind of movie. Uh, they show that he has like a dresser drawer that opens up that has a bunch of guns and bullets or like ammunition and stuff. And apparently he found her gun and was like, why is this empty? You need to have a bullet in it. And so she he just he starts, loaded her gun. He's, yeah, he loaded her gun, spun it, put it, put it away, put it back in her purse. Wow. Um, Not in Knoxville. You're smarter than that. Yeah. So flashes back to the present and then it flashes back to the past again there's not enough that happens in the past uh present uh get used to the term flashback okay oh no uh, if you if you'd like to play a fun game along at home drink every time we say flashback oh god okay and if we want this, this show to get more fun for us i'm also going to drink every time i say flashback and you better catch up to yourself Cheers. man yeah, I basically just waterfalled for like five I seconds. Wanna, I want to know what a, at the end, your breakdown of the ratio. Flashback uh, to present day in the film. Flashback, drink. Um, yeah, right. Me too. Trust me. Um, so it goes back, flashback, to when, oh my God, this is going to be a bad episode. Uh, it goes back to when... Um, Basically, they are drinking with a friend of hers, and she basically is like, I need to go powder my nose. And he goes, so am I going to your place tonight? Like, right in front of her, pretty much. And so I'm already going, well, Dick's dead. Good. We didn't need to care about him anyway. <laughs> Dick's a dick. Parent- Dick's a dick. Yeah. Uh, that also comes back into play, but we'll get to there later. So we're in present day. Colleen is practicing calling the police on the phone. Oh my God. Like my, my boyfriend's been shot. I accidentally shot him. I didn't realize I was going to shoot him. Can't do it. Calls her mom. Um, Her mom's just like, well, what if you go with that other boy? Basically not listening to the fact that Dick is gone. Mm -hmm. She doesn't understand that Dick is dead. She just thinks Dick is gone. So she's like, what if you go with this other boy? And she goes, mom, you know, he married my best friend, Pamela Grinder, like three years ago. Pamela Grinder. Pamela Grinder. Okay. That's Pamela Grinder. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yep. Made me want a sandwich. Hashtag not real name. Uh, basically, the mother just doesn't listen to her and just talks over her. So she gets no advice there. She hangs up the phone and she was just like, yeah, it's just like that alcoholic psychic, Madam Hugonot said. Adam Hugo not. There's a Adam lot of Hugo. names being thrown around. Yeah. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to give you a little break uh because there's a flashback. Oh no! flashback. Oh my god. Ah! She's in psychic Madam Hugo Knott's uh spot getting her future read. This is uh, the mother or no, this is this is uh Sarah Jessica Parker, whose name is Colleen. Colleen. This is Colleen getting a getting her future yes. read. Yes, okay. her character's name is Colleen. Uh, so there's Colleen, Dick, and then I'm also going to introduce you to Danny soon enough. Those are the three names that you'll probably have to know the most. All right. Mm. Uh, so she's at Psychic Madame Hugo Knott's place, wearing the same party hat for some reason. Again, we don't know. Madame Hugo Knott is like obviously a fraud. Basically, um, your, your, your boyfriend, Aaron, and she's like, Dick? yes dick dick Uh, he's going to cheat on you and go to rome with a crossing guard and 
she basically goes, why a crossing card? <laughs> and Madame Yukonot says, and I quote, they're the sirens of the school system. <laughs> okay, that's kind of, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> that is very dumb. I think that lands. I don't know. <laughs> so that gets a, an Andre chuckle. Yeah. It's an Andre chuckle. Low bar. <laughs> it is, but like sirens in the school system. All right. Fucking whatever, man. It helps at alliterates, to be honest with you. <laughs> the sirens <laughs> of the school system. Okay, uh, great. But Madam Hugo not has more. She also says, but if you break up with Dick or leave Dick, you're going to find love with someone you met recently. Which leads to another flashback. Oh! That's right. It's a flashback within a flashback. Wow, a nested flashback. That's never a good sign. Yes. Oh, it's awful. Basically, uh, Dick was driving backed into our friend Danny, who's played by Harry Connick Jr., Okay. Uh, they back into each other. He's pulling out of space and he backs into Danny. Okay. Danny basically like comes out and like is making this big deal about the fact that he was he had the right of way and he wasn't looking and he's an asshole and blah blah blah. And then he notices Colleen and like openly flirts with her and is like, "Oh, what time do you want me to pick you up for our date tonight?" And Colleen's kind of okay with it. Mm. Like she's just kind of okay yeah I'll, I'll do that yeah sure cool um it's the weirdest thing because like both of them are just like totally okay with it it's like they have an open relationship but they don't know they have an open relationship oh okay yeah i don't know it's kind of hmm. strange uh this it goes whole back movie sounds strange <laughs> oh it's a terrible movie uh <laughs> it, it goes back to the present and colleen's like past her flashback uh flashback damn it oh worst rule ever mm-hmm. um now we go to danny danny is meeting with his boss who is the head of the irish mob okay who who would be the now. head of the irish mob if you were casting a perfect irish mob leader and i can tell you this is actually pretty decent casting Hmm. Irish mob. Yes. Um. Um. Donald Gleason's dad, Mad Eye Moody. I forget his Ooh, name. That's a decent one. I like that. I like that. Uh, is it um Brendan Gleason? Brendan. Brendan yes. Gleason, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Him. Okay. I like that. That's a good. That's a good choice. Jill, do you have a guess? I do, but isn't um. I'm, I have to make sure I, think you I have know. the right actor. Oh. Okay. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is a good choice. Colin Neither... Farrell is a good pick. Yeah, you're right. Or you're Pierce right. Brosnan. Now I'm looking at a list. Pierce Brosnan's a good one. None of these are the correct choice. The correct choice <laughs> is Craig Ferguson. What's Who? that? Craig Ferguson. That name Craig sounds Ferguson. Familiar. familiar. Craig Ferguson. Yeah, I said sounds like somebody I should know, but I don't know. Oh, don't you know Craig right Ferguson. Uh, yeah. Do Craig I? Ferguson used to be a writer on The Simpsons. Okay. He used to be a talk show host. And he okay. did the show before Conan did. He oh. passed the reins to Conan. He's the one that gave Conan the Late Late Show. Yes. And okay. Craig Ferguson is very, very Irish. Uh, well, actually, it looks like he's from Edinburgh. So maybe he's Scottish, which is. All right, Hang that's on, kind I'm of on his Wikipedia page. 
He is from Scotland. Well, all right. Wow, so that's, that's problematic. Kind of yeah. <laughs> what do we all look the same to you? Yeah, right. We could cut edit out stuff. No, no, I'm I'm no. fine with it. No, <laughs> not care. I look like an asshole. I don't care. I'm I'm against my own people. I'm Irish and Scottish. I get away with this shit. <laughs> hey, if you've never seen a picture of me before, imagine every Irish Scottish person you've ever seen. That, that about lines up. That, that about, about lines up. up. He was in an episode of The Wild Thornberries. I'm not shocked by that. Yeah, who does he voice? Like, what is he like? Is a it going to mean anything Nigel's? with you? No. Uh, do you remember the episode Dances with Dingoes? No, I don't. Then, I don't remember a specific episode of, of the Wild there, Thornberries. Well, if you don't remember an episode with Dingoes, then you're not going to remember who he was. So I we'll just see. stop right there. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, that one. Donnie Thornberry. That's uh, Flea. Yes, that's Flea. Yeah, Flea yes, Flea. it is Flea. Wow. I'm shocked everybody knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty well known. Isn't that like his main acting credit, to be fair? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but I'm just, how often do you think people remember that Donnie Thornberry was Flea? And all three <laughs> of us knew that. Yeah. True, well, true, good true. Well, for, for, good for a 90s nostalgia. Right. So Danny goes through, like, uh, uh, Craig Ferguson's name is Jared, by the way. Okay. So okay. Danny goes through Jared's mansion. And goes to the back where the boys are playing a bit of football. Yes, it is football, not soccer, or not soccer, not football. It is football. Mm-hmm. Football. Uh, Danny is a hitman. We learn that doesn't kill people. Jared's very upset because he keeps giving him people to kill, <laughs> and he's not doing it. Well, that's mm. jokes on uh, Jared. Yes, jokes on Jared. Um, also. The boys that are playing football stop because they want to hear Danny sing again. So Danny has a good voice. Danny has a good voice. I don't know if you know how Harry Connick Jr. is famous. I don't. Harry Connick Jr. has a very good voice. Like a so very, he's like a very Michael Bublé. Yes. I would say that is a very apt description. Okay. Um, I like a he's Josh actually Groban one type. Two, uh, it looks like he's one, two... Emmys for music direction. All right. So, yeah. Um, he also was on American Idol, just in case you didn't know that. I did not. Yes. He was one of the judges on American Idol. Oh, fuck. Which seasons? <sighs> not I cared about. Right. After after it was important. He basically yeah, I was about was to say, Abdul I was like, it was Paul like, Abdul left. Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay, got it. Right. If yeah. you replace Paul, then yeah, I did not, I did not see it. I was about to yeah. say, like, are you? Do you love American Idol? And this I mean, is I loved it with out. the rest of the nation back when I was in fifth grade or whatever. You know, <laughs> I've got a story to put a pin on this for later because we can talk after the show. But remind me about American Idol. Okay, sounds great. After will yes. do. Um, there's multiple people in this mob called Patrick, because of course Irish mob. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah, that's more uh, offensive than us mixing up Irish people for Scottish people, to be honest. I see what they did there. Yeah, literally, I have in parentheses, dear lord, next to this note. Yeah, uh, they want him to sing, but he doesn't sing anymore because his ex girlfriend Mary broke his heart. Mm. You know, Mary, that bitch, yeah, and crushed his uh spirit. I see, so it goes. How does Danny fit into this picture? Well. Uh, there was a hit on Dick. 
<gasps> okay. Wow. And so that's why he got too close and he got backed into because he was following a little too close. Hmm. So he had a hit on Dick. Um, so he figures, hey, I met his girlfriend. I'm going to try to go to her house and basically try to get to him through her. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, Colleen is dragging Dick's body to the basement. Mm. She doesn't even take the guitar off of him. She leaves it strapped on as she just drags him down the stairs. And like every time she hits a stair, oh, sorry, ooh, sorry. And like it strums the guitar too. Like it makes a little ding, ding. Okay. I don't think they know how sound works, but yeah. yeah. Physical comedy for your bad rom-com. Yes. Uh, she gets to the basement and all of a sudden the doorbell rings and she's freaking out because she doesn't know what to do. She goes to the door and it's Danny. And Danny is like making the moves on her, claims to be an art dealer. Apparently Colleen sells art. We didn't know this before, but she apparently sells art. I'm highly suspicious of that. Yep. Well, that's what happens. I Hmm. I don't know. All of a sudden we just know she sells art. And at the end of the movie, her license plate did say call art which is even worse, but it's worse. Yeah. I didn't know that then. So they go to the garage to look at some of her arts because that's how he's going to get the in. He's going to buy one of her masterpieces and she's going to tell him where Dick is. Um, She claims that Dick left or Dick is gone. She never says he left like leaves. Dick is gone is what she says. Okay. Keeping it vague. She never really lies because that becomes a part of this too. Uh, they're in the garage and she's showing the paintings and each one is like a different canvas with just a different color on it. Mm. Oh, this one's red. This one's green. And like they walk to a blue one and he goes, let me guess this one's blue. And she's like, good guess. You're, you're so smart. I've been stuck in this blue period. Art joke. Okay. Get oh, it. No. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because <laughs> it's a. Because he's the, dead. The Pic- he's a stiff. Well, it was a Picasso joke, but yeah. Also that too. The writing is not good. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure we could have written a better movie, the three of us. <laughs> like I think after, we try. After this episode talking about flashbacks. Oh god. Oh man, no. I'm throwing so you under the bus, Andre. In. We're going together. Yeah. We're we're still in the past. Gotta go to work tomorrow, man. Shit. Right. Uh, no, we're still we're this is we're back in the day present right now. now. Yeah, this is present. I'm sorry. Dick if is I dead. Danny Dick has shown dead. up. Danny has shown up. He's looking at the art. He wants to know where Dick is. Um, basically, she sells Danny blue for two hundred dollars. Damn, what the hustle! Big sale. Um, Danny is like so excited about it because you know he just made this big art dealer sale with a fabulous Colleen, mm-hmm. you know, all that good stuff. For all he knows, they just broke up. Ah. And Danny goes, Well, what time am I picking you up for our date? Oh, and she's just like, No, no, like I, I want to get over Dick and everything like that. And he goes, Well, I've got some stuff to do, I'll see you in three hours. <laughs> One of those type of men. One of those types of men. He he 
he does not take no for an answer. Hmm. Um, so he takes the painting and he goes to his buddy Colin to hold on to the painting. Uh, it's Colin's, very important. Colin's place has boxes everywhere, just boxes of stuff. And some are labeled like machine guns and some are labeled like weapons and some are labeled like extortion stuff. I wish I was joking about this because that's actually what has happened. Um, he's explaining how he met this girl. He's trying to like schmooze up to her so she he can find his next target. And Colin's just like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm so glad you found someone. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear another voice behind Colin that's just like, yeah, me too. It's this guy, Pee-wee. Pee-wee is scotch taped to a chair because Colin forgot rope. <laughs> Basically, Pee-wee is... I don't even know what Pee-wee did. Pee-wee did something. I have no clue what. He had a purpose. He had a purpose, but I don't know what it was. So he's scotch taped to this chair. And like Danny's tough talking that he's going to kill him and everything for opening his big mouth. Uh, also, Danny sells uh, Danny sells blue to Colin because why not? Um, they have they're in a room marked with machine guns, but they don't have a gun to kill Pee Wee. So they just try to find something to bludgeon Pee Wee to death. They decide on golf clubs. Hmm. Um, Danny does a couple of times where he's like faking, like he's going to hit Pee Wee and Pee Wee kind of flinches, you know, and everything like that. And they leaves him to Colin. Well, Colin decides he doesn't want to ruin the golf clubs because as much as his wife likes the color blue, he likes the golf clubs more. So he smashes Pee Wee with the blue painting until he dies we don't see this this is off screen oh my god okay but peewee is now dead killed by blue the painting all right p death by painting colleen has gotten artistic inspiration so she's painting again because of dick's death mm-hmm. and then we learn that dick was a private dick hmm <laughs> Yes, they do make a that detective? joke. Detective? Really? Yes. They do they, that? They make that joke. That's what they decide to do with that. Okay, great. And yep. they got dick. How do you not take advantage of it? Right, right. He, okay. He's a private dick. How do we figure this out? A flashback! Oh, God. No. Oh. So a flashback to a strip club <sighs> that dick is sitting at. As all good dick stories start with. As all good dick stories start with. <laughs> what is the stripper dressed like? A stripper? Like what? I don't understand. Like, uh, oh, they went. They were naughty police gear. officer. Oh, they were fetish gear. Okay, okay, got it. So it's that kind of strip club. Most strip clubs. Uh, so you see police gear, Andre? You have a guess? Wait, wait, wait. What? I'm sorry. What she's she a naughty like? cop. Oh, oh, oh! You're saying that it's a specific type of fetish. Which, which yep. kind? Uh, I was thinking like Dom, like Dominatrix or whatever. You know, a crossing think- guard. She's dressed oh, like no! a sexy crossing guard. Come on, man. This is the crossing guard you mentioned. <laughs> the okay. sirens of the school system. <laughs> the sirens of the school system. No, no. Come to tempt us yet again. It's so amazing. 
amazing. It's so bad. Not bad. That's so um, dumb. So basically, he's sitting there and he's just like watching this crossing guard. She walks to the back. Two guys sit down that are obviously cops. Like they're ties, you know, like suits, everything like that. They talk low voices and everything like that. They're doing a bit this entire movie, I think. And it's awful. Like, I don't know what this bit is, but it's just terrible. Um, So Dick realizes they're cops. He goes, you guys are cops, right? And they're like, yes. And he goes, are you guys operating a sting? And the one guy goes, nope, just horny like everyone else. Wow. It's so relatable. And like it's yeah. He basically tells them that he's a he's a private investigator, private dick. He does say a private dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has information about a certain person that they could bring to the police to bring down. He's been chosen to follow this guy who's been cheating on his wife. And so do, do the cops want to know more? And they're like, Of course. He goes, Okay. And then the cop realizes how he knows him. Flashback. In a flashback. In a flashback. Oh dear God. Basically, it it shows his commercials where it's just straight up Johnny Knoxville being ridiculous. It's like, hi, my name's Dick. I'm a private dick that will work for you. Think your spouse is cheating? I'll find them. Think this, blah, blah, blah. And it's one, two, our one, two, zero, zero. I'm a dick. That's the phone number. <laughs> okay, great. That's the joke. That's the punchline. That's the 1-800 punchline. numbers. Yes. It's no 1-800 number. It's 1-200. Oh, it's 1-200? I, so, I was surprised it wasn't like 555 or whatever. No, know? it was 1-200. Okay. Um. What else do we got? Okay, so oh, there we go. Um, so that flashback is over. Yes, flashback. Oh, um, it goes to Colleen, and he uh, she's getting picked up by Danny for their date. They go walking in this field because you go walking in a field when you're on a date, apparently. And he wants to show that he's this brave, strong hitman, so he brings his gun. And there, of course, are bottles set up, and he's going to shoot them all down. Well, as soon as it goes off, he just kind of, like, freaks out because he's not a killer. He doesn't really use his gun. Okay. So he's just like, yeah, I, you know, I missed to make you feel better. Why don't you try? And she goes, and she makes this face like, like she's really concentrating, and it looks like she's constipated. Oh. <laughs> and she shoots them all. Boom, so boom, 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 great boom. shot. Great shot. Um, I had at this point. Oh, no, there was more. Sorry. I skipped ahead because I didn't care about it enough because at this point. <laughs> so this is night one of trying to watch this movie because I stopped. I couldn't get through anymore. <laughs> OK, I literally could not do it. I watched something else for two hours. I had How the far time. into the film. Is this Probably 30 minutes into an hour 45, but I started getting a little more quick with my notes or like not as sparse. Extended. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And it does become a little more like you don't need notes for all this shit. Um, so they go to dinner. They're talking for a while. They go to uh, they drive around for a little bit. They're on this bridge. They're talking. 
I have said Dick has been dead for maybe eight hours at this point. They are on a date and she's already told him that she is never going to keep secrets from him. Yeah. Okay. He, he has a big secret. And so she's like, well, tell me. And he's like, no, I can't tell you. I can't tell you the secret. It's too big. And she goes, well, I'll tickle it out of you. This is actually a part of the movie. This is someone's fetish. Yeah. So what his big secret was is he became a hitman because his ex Mary wanted him to be more manly. That's not that's not a really great motivation to be a hitman, to be honest he, with you. He wanted to be a singer and yeah. because he, he doesn't sing anymore because she laughed at him. When he sang last. Wow. Okay. So he just decided to be like, all right, I'm going to so be a murderer. he went from murderer. stage fright to, no, he's not a murderer. Does he? So does he kill people other ways other than shooting? He them? hasn't killed anybody. So he, okay. so he's not an assassin because he hasn't right. killed anybody. He yeah. is, but, but he wants to be one to prove that he can. No, yes. it's, it's like set dressing. He doesn't really want to kill a person. Well, he's and, just feeding his own machismo. There's more to his relationship with Jared why we learn that Jared hasn't like just killed himself at this point okay but we haven't learned that yet oh my god we're already at 10 minutes in this thing shit okay this is gonna be a long episode but it's fine because we don't have commercials anymore um you can always edit some of our extra stuff yeah i'm gonna edit some of it don't worry um she convinces him and goes that singing is very manly like to go out there and put yourself out there. It's so very manly. And truthfully, I agree with this because sure. I, I was a singer at some point. So long, long time ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, do you have any secrets? And she says, I do. I'm falling for you. Oh, dear God. Uh, I have some integrity, one Carrie. I have one note for this. Run! Run, yeah. man! Run uh, from the bitch! She's, yep, she's yep. crazy. Yep, he's been dead for eight hours. But he doesn't know he's dead, right? Not yet. Uh, this is the part she also goes. I also do have a big secret, and I know I chose a movie on Tubi, but this is the terrible spot to do a commercial because <laughs> they're just about to do the big reveal that Dick is dead. Cliffhanger. So, yeah. Uh, we're also going to take a cliffhanger because yeah. I need to tell you about our winner for the Guess the Bad Movie Contest. They are a newer podcast. They do not have a promo yet, but that's okay. Uh, so we are going to give some love to our friends. Explain It Me podcast. Uh, they say, we are a comedy podcast where each week we tell a confusing movie to the person who hasn't seen the film. And the only rule is we have to be drunk to explain it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I will include their link tree in our uh, bio of the episode, but it is one of the things I'd love to say about them is they are uh, two female hosts, um, obviously drinking great. And they followed us to play this game. Okay. Wow. You never have to do that with us. You can play your game, play the game. Even if we don't follow you or anything like that, we'd love it. Just play the game. Uh, hang out with us talk bad movies with us it's awesome they literally gave us a follow so that they could play and they were the first ones to get it so check out explain it me podcast um that's all i got 
normally yeah. take a break at this Congrats. point, but I don't have their promo. So they will have a promo eventually. We'll include them on a later episode. We are not doing commercials anymore, so we do not have a commercial. So I'll tell you more about this movie now. Can't wait. So she has told him her secrets. She is falling Except for, for the fact him. that she has a has a recently deceased uh, uh, boyfriend. Oh no, she has told him the secrets now because oh, it okay, came okay, back okay. from that scene where she told him that she's falling for him. Yeah, and she is also in the basement now, showing him Dick's dead body. So oh, this is great! The big secret that we we yes. the audience knew, but now yes, Danny we knew. knows as well. Yes. How is Danny still here at this point? Like He's she really, said she, really into her. She said she's falling for him and she shows you her murdered ex that's been dead for less than eight hours and you're still there. And not I mean, only that, she gets aroused by the fact that she showed him this and starts to make out with him. Cool. Literally, Danny calls her out and was just like, can we do this anywhere else? Because he's right and also he should run yes also he should run hi sophie there's just a cat the cat has appeared uh yeah he should definitely run at this point um we go forward flash forward we don't have to drink for this one flash forward ah yes not a flashback uh to her in her bed alone drink andre said it oh sorry oh fuck yeah Thanks, Andre. No problem. Um, We flash forward to her in her bed alone. Her room is painted sky blue and her sheets are sky blue with like clouds and stuff on them. Okay. It is the weirdest room I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was just like, I feel like this girl isn't an adult. She's not making good decisions. Mm. I mean, you're calling her a girl, not a woman. That is true. I feel like this woman isn't an adult. Ah. Sarah Jessica Parker is at her ditziest as Colleen. And like, wow, that's saying something. Jill and I were talking about this before. She can pull off like ditzy and everything like that. So that's who this, she is, is Carrie. She's ditzy. Right. This is too much. Like, this is too far over the top. I don't know. It's a caricature of herself. Yes. But finally, I think to myself, okay, she's alone in this bed. Danny wised up and was like, I got to get out of here. Uh, he left a note saying that he took Dick with him. What? And that he'll be back soon. What? Back? Yes. This dude's an idiot. This dude's very much an idiot. Um, if goes to this dump where David Kochner is. Do you guys know who David Kochner is? No. No. David Kochner is this guy. Oh, that guy. I know that guy. Champ Kind. Champ Kind from Anchorman. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff, Joe. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I'm sure he has. Did you really? Did you not see him and go, like, I know this guy? This guy? No. No? Uh All right. All right. Well, that guy, David Kochner, is in this. Oh, great. Um, Good for him. He plays the dump owner that Danny is dumping the body into Dick's body and basically um, goes that Jesus is coming 
and he is going to have to repent for letting everybody throw their bodies into there. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Agreed. Uh, then Dick or Dick Danny goes to prove that he murdered Dick to Jared. Jared, we obviously learn or we know is the leader of this Irish mob because he just wears green all the time. Yeah. Okay. Every single time we see him, he's wearing some kind of green. Gotta gotta keep that the Irishness present. He wants to be proven that Dick is dead. So he goes with him to the dump. And not only does he go with him, he steals stuff from Dick's dead body, mm-hmm. including the two tickets to Rome and the engagement ring. Oh, Dick was ready to lock it in. Yes. Good for and, Dick? Question mark. Sad for well, Dick, man. Shit, man. And so Jared is so happy he's like oh danny you did it me boy like you killed him here's three more names and like gives him three more names and so now he has to kill three more people and danny's just like no you told me that i was done i'm not gonna do any more like i'm done dude you're an assassin this is yeah it's about to say now you get a heart come on man well colleen has made him realize he can be a singer again Uh he found his voice Yes, he found his voice. Um, But basically, Danny, if you don't know this about Danny, his sister is married to Jared. This (gasps) is the relationship we learn about and why Jared didn't care that he was an assassin that didn't kill people. Okay. And basically, he goes, you love your sister, don't you? And he's like, yes, of course I do. And he goes, well, you got to do this for her. Otherwise, I'm taking her out. Whoa. Escalation. If you could, uh, but Danny goes, all right, I, I, I want a limit on this. I want to know how many people I have to kill, and then I'm going to be done. Okay. Jared says, if you kill five more people, I will, no, make, you the, five. I will make you the headliner at the Shillelagh room. You can sing every day and you'll be the headliner. Okay. It's a weird deal, but cool. And if he doesn't, he gets murdered. Sophie. Wow. All right. All right. Yes, there's a Sophie behind an Andre now. I know. Yeah, she's hanging out. So is this like supposed to be kind of like a Faustian deal here? Eh, Not really. I don't think it's smart enough for that. No, it's definitely not smart enough. Yeah, but. right. I'm so, not a very smart person, and I felt like I had a Harvard education with this movie. So we, as we've established, Danny is cute but dumb, mm-hmm. and he's cute. the world's. I don't think he's cute. I'm I was going to say Harry Connick Jr. looks like a foot to me. He does look like a foot. He <laughs> looks, so the poster, wow. the the poster, yeah. he looks horrible. He looks way better in the trailer. Um, he looks bad in all of it, according to me, because like his face curves in. So that's why I say he looks like a foot, because it's like the you got the big part here and then it curves in like <laughs> one side. So it's like the arch of the foot. Damn, dude, that's rough. That's harsh. He looks like a foot. Look at this man. He looks like a foot. He does look like that's a foot. That's not a good picture of him. Yeah. And they decided to use it for the poster. Think about that. Johnny Knoxville is upside down for some reason. Johnny Knoxville looks pretty good. But he's also cut off in most of the pictures. Yeah, but I'm just saying, Johnny Knoxville looks 
Yes, Jill, we know you have. We know you have Johnny Knoxville. He's issues. aging like a nice gray fox. I love uh, it. Oh my God. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> Is John Knoxville, the guy I don't have to worry about. That she tells me not to worry about. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't think. I don't... Okay, listeners, I need you on this one. What is Johnny Knoxville attractive? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like is he? I don't. Know. Have you seen him lately? He was on. Yes, episode I've of seen Hot him with the gray hair. I, I think. I think. I think he looks pretty good for um what he's put himself through, and I'll leave it at that. You know. Yes. I I like. I think he's. I, I like the gray. You know, good for him, man. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so um. I forgot where I'm at. Uh, okay, so Dick had an engagement ring and tickets to Rome. That's what we learned about. We had a flashback. Oh, God, sorry. Yes, come on, Andre. What are you doing? To uh, Dick at the strip club with the cops. Mm-hmm. He's telling the cops that he was planning to marry Colleen and go to Rome. Okay. Madam Hugonot told her that he was planning on going to Rome and marrying some crossing guard. Okay. So she thought he was cheating the whole time, but really he was loyal to her, even though he went to strip clubs and like hit on people in front of her. Yep. What a bitch. What a bitch indeed. Yeah. I did no, no explanation. Just killed him. Mm-hmm. And Still I also cold. think that I think that everybody in this situation deserves everything bad they all do um danny comes back after dumping dick's body she basically is like cuddling with him in bed and she's like you won't ever lie to me would you daniel she calls <laughs> don't him answer daniel. that um let's just also talk about the fact that she lied that dick had left or was gone instead of that dick was dead and like i understand the fact that he's dead and everything like that, you don't want to open with that. But at the same time, like you should have just given it some space. Oh, Dick died. Whatever. Cool. Um, we also learn that Colleen has entered Danny into a radio talent contest and the winning singer gets a record deal. That's convenient. Mm-hmm. So it's either he kills five people or he enters this contest and gets a record deal. What would huh. you do? Definitely not the kill people part. Yeah, probably not the kill people one. Yeah. Well, what if you well, don't kill the people and he tries to kill you anyway? Whoa. Damn. That's not what happens. That's where I thought this was going. That is not where this went. Okay. Uh, he t- takes the gun to his cousin to get rid of. His cousin is played by David Cross. Oh, what? Okay. Why is David he Cross is in this? Yes, for a whole three minutes, maybe. Oh, good for him on the paycheck, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But basically, they're at this bar just tossing this gun back and forth, like pushing it back and forth. Well, I don't want this gun anymore. Well, this gun's your problem. Well, you should get rid of it for me. And just back and forth in public at this bar. You know, uh-huh. in the middle of daylight. It's a busy day at the bar. There's plenty of people there. She, I'm getting ahead of myself here because he also told her before he went and did this. So Danny told Colleen, what you want to do, did you have any plans with Dick tonight? 
And she goes, yes, it's his birthday. I wanted to throw him a surprise party, but I guess I'm not doing that anymore. Danny goes, no, throw the surprise party because then the cops will be thrown off your trail because who throws the surprise party for a dead person? It's okay. actually decent logic. Sure. So Dumb, the gun, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it's happened. That summarizes this movie well. Dumb, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> so let's get back to where we were. So Danny has given the gun to David Cross, his cousin. The body is in the dump with David Kochner, who is saying that the Lord is going to make them all repent. Danny has to kill five more people to get out of Jared's clutches. Jared is married to Danny's sister. Dick mm -hmm. is dead and Colleen is throwing a surprise party so that she acts unsuspicious. Okay. Okay. So at the surprise party, um, also all the friends are there and they don't realize that she just has Danny there. Danny's just there. He, okay. Uh, how he relates, I don't know. But he's okay. just at this party. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I need a beer. Um, uh, uh, uh. He fake gets a call from Dick saying that he left to go to Rome with the crossing guard. <laughs> and all the friends, like, and Colleen just falls to the ground, pretend crying, like, oh, my God, he left me. All the friends are just like, yeah, we're going to get out of here. And they all <laughs> leave. And it's just the two of them. And they got away with it. Everybody knows. They threw a surprise party. Dick's gone to Rome with a crossing guard. The sirens of the school system. Does the crossing guard lady have a name? Or is this always uh, no, just, a cross just a crossing, crossing guard. guard? Just a crossing guard. Creative. The two cops that were at the strip club then show up after the party is left because they found out that Pee Wee got killed with a painting made by Colleen. Okay. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Right. She goes, she sold it and she sold it a long time ago to some random person. And she describes this person as Pee Wee. So obviously, because the cops like kept giving her clues. Was it a big man? And she's like, yes, he was kind of big. Oh, brown hair. He did have brown hair. And so they're just like, oh, so Pee Wee obviously had this painting and somebody came in and killed him just using the painting as a weapon because paintings are weapons now. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, they're, they're heavy, heavy things. Yeah, maybe. Yes. So she's starting to get worried that the police are getting close. She's like, uh, and Danny's like, we need privacy. And she's like, what? We need privacy. We're in my own house. It's just the two of us. So they go to the Irish bar. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of people there. There's a band playing, you know, whatever. Um, he starts talking about how he's a hitman for the mob. And she's just cool with it. She understands now because it all makes sense. And He's just like, we needed to go here because, and I need to tell you about this because I love you. It's like two days into their relationship. This is Romeo and Juliet bullshit. They're 13 and they're falling in love already. Like what the yes. shit's going on? It seems like Colleen has the mental capacity of a teenager. Exactly yeah. right. And Danny's just like, hey, I got my dick wet. So, you know. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> Speaking of dick. Dick, no. <laughs> uh, 
so he's explained to her that he can't shoot anybody, but he needs to kill all these people so he can get out of the clutches of Jared. And she's like, murdering is easy. It's like jumping off the high board. You just got to do it. Yeah, it's scary at first, but you just got to jump. And because he can't do it, she will do the hits for him because she'll do anything for him. Okay. At this point, I called it. It's basically it's trying to be so I married an axe murderer, but it was written by a blind monkey. Yep. Sounds about right. The three people are drug dealers. And she just goes in and kills them. We don't see anything and we don't hear anything. So it's not like we hear gunshots or anything. She just walks in. Do, 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 do. Boom, boom, boom. Walks out. And she's just cool. They're dead. What? Gone. Those three drug dealers are gone. The names okay. are off the list. So cool. Danny comes and says, hey, I killed these drug dealers and gets more hits. And she just does it again. And there was a part where literally she was like outside of a car doing a drive by in slow motion in this I'm, montage. I'm very surprised that they, this is where they're going with this because it's like a post 9-11 world, which makes once again, makes me think they filmed this before 9-11. It's Maybe. also like a post Columbine world. <laughs> School shootings have happened. Not that these are school shootings, but like this is some cavalier gun usage. So far, we've known that he wanted to kill Dick, these three drug dealers, and then like some bad people. Uh, one was a child pornographer. So okay. very bad person. Yeah. So like these people seem like bad people. And that and was played for like laughs. I gotcha. What? It's like played a... for laughs. Yeah. Sorry, like... Batman doesn't kill people. He's no. So... This is this is um wanted before they realize that it's just somebody pulling the strings okay huh um so the five bodies are dead guess yep. what danny's not done uh, Jared needs him for more. and he threatens when him. i thought i was that they pull me back in yep uh colleen is just like you need to ask him questions. Why are we doing this hit still? Who are these people? Like she's starting to get a conscience all of a sudden. She's also not doing it because she got a conscience though. She got it because she's just getting bored with killing. Uh, okay. So she's I not totally crazy. No. Ivy, who is Danny's sister, has a pill overdose. And at first, Danny's like freaking out because he's like, oh, shit, he killed Ivy. I got to get over there. So he goes over there and she really faked the pill overdose because she wants Danny to kill Jared because she knows that Jared was cheating on her. How does she know Jared was cheating on her? Dick was following Jared and got pictures. Oh, Dick was a pretty good dick after all, huh? Yes, Dick Look was a pretty that. good dick. Um, There's another part. I'm going to skip over this because I feel like I've talked way too long about this fucking movie. <laughs> um, Jared wants Dick to kill the tuner is his name, his nickname. Uh, okay. The tuner is dating Mary. So basically when the tuner goes to the, or so they're at lunch the tuner and mary show up the tuner goes to the bathroom colleen goes to the bathroom to finish the tuner and mary is left alone with uh danny 
And of course, Mary kisses Danny. And so she's all pissed at Danny. And she also thinks that this is just Danny wanting her, wanting her to get rid of the, uh, the boyfriend so that he can get back together with Mary. That's not what happens. Danny instead goes to the hotel where Jared is at because he just knows where Jared's at. And Jared is getting spanked on the bottom with a stripper crossing guard. Oh, <laughs> my it's a stop sign too that she's she's spanking him with. All right, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I actually I actually thought that was pretty funny. But of course he's wearing green boxers because you know Irish. Um he's also yep. handcuffed to the bed because why not? Sure. Um Danny holds him at gunpoint and is just like, You're gonna let me out of this so I can marry the woman I love because you're screwing up my love life. And Jared's just like, pull the trigger, you fucking pussy. He doesn't say those exact words, but it's Craig Ferguson. And like, he just didn't care. (laughs) Yeah, he he didn't care in this movie. Uh, He can't shoot him. And Jared goes, I always knew you're soft, knew you were yellow, everything like that. Danny pistol whips him and knocks him out. He takes the tickets to Rome and the engagement ring because Jared just so happened to have that with him and goes to the talent show because that's where he's going to sing win the record deal and propose to colleen mind you this is still probably like seven days after dick is dead Mm -hmm. but you know love works fast yeah the the cops show back up at colleen's house she thinks that danny has turned her in for killing these people and she's like oh fuck you guys like you know the cops are like, no, like Dick had a gun. It was used in two shootings. One of the shootings was for Dick, who we found, and the other was for David Cross. Because <laughs> okay. apparently when he tried to get rid of the gun, he accidentally set it off and it shot him in the ass and he died. Okay. Damn, what a way to go. Yeah, that's You know how we saw that? In a flashback! Oh, God. Oh, they're back! You thought I was done. I, I did. There was another flashback at this time. Yes. Finished strong right. in this flashback. Where Dick admitted to the cops that he was only planning on uh, getting engaged to her because she's about to become loaded because her dad created something. I don't remember what it was because I was too far gone at this point. Yeah. She's okay. apparently when her dad dies, she's going to come into a ton of money. And I don't know. She's going to be rich. So that's why he wanted to marry her. So the bags were for them to go to Rome after they got engaged. Mm-hmm. And he was playing the song for her, leaving on a jet plane, even though that's a sad song and also made it seem like she he was leaving with the crossing guard, the sirens of the school system. Mm-hmm. The sirens of the school system. Yes, that's indeed correct. Um, They asked to go to the basement uh-huh. because they think that's where Dick was. I don't know how they got this information because Danny never turned her in. So somehow, mm. some way they got this information. They go in there and they see like a bullet hole in the guitar. And they also see blood on the other side of the guitar. And they're like, well, obviously he was shot. And she goes, oh, is that the kettle burning? And runs upstairs and locks them in the basement. And I literally said, are the cops doing a bit? Like they just got locked in, knowing that she's the killer. Are they? Are they just doing a bit? Like they're just a bit part. I don't. I don't know. 
Um, Colleen goes into the drawer of guns to get a gun to shoot Danny because she still thinks he turned her in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to shoot her or shoot him at the talent show. Jared wakes up and gets out of the handcuffs. So they uh, and also the cops get out of the basement. We get to the talent show and the talent show host is John Henson. Okay. Who's John Henson? I don't know. I have no idea. The goofy host on Wipeout. What? Like the TV show Wipeout. He's the MC of the talent show. Okay. Sure. Uh, Basically, I don't know why. Uh, It goes through some bands and then it's Danny's turn. Um, Colleen gets there with the gun and sitting backstage, like waiting for him to come back so she can rub him out. Uh, The cops also get there and they're sitting in the crowd just like waiting until he gets done or to find Colleen so they can arrest her. Um, Danny starts singing Danny boy. Cause of course he does. Of course he does. And it's Harry Connick jr. And they're just singing. And I'm just like, everyone's going to change their mind from killing or arresting him. Cause he sang good. Didn't they pretty much? That's what happens except for Jared comes and Jared's like, I'm going to shoot you. And Colleen shoots Jared because she wants to be the one that shoots Danny. Okay. Okay. The cops arrest Jared. She goes to Danny and like puts the gun in his face. And he's just like, this is what happened. Like, I love you. I want to get married. And she's like holding this gun going, should I kill you or marry you? (laughs) And of course she drops the gun. She agrees to marry him. I just find it funny because she found out that the ring was from Dick. Yet he still just reused the ring <laughs> to propose a week later after he's dead. Uh, Danny, of course, wins the talent contest. He gets the record deal and they can drive off into the sunset where basically he says, you're good at this killing thing. We should figure out something to work this into. And she's like, what about extortion? What about this? What about that? And he's just like, no, no, we can't kill people. We can't do this. No. <laughs> Okay, so that's the end of the movie. The cops didn't arrest her. She got away scot-free for killing Dick and David Cross because they still don't have proof that he didn't die through this. Right. Okay. Makes sense-ish. Uh, the cops also knew about the dead bodies because David Kochner was saying that there was 42 dead bodies in his trash because a Jehovah's Witness told him that Jesus was coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Danny never got his comeuppance and also got the girl and also married a girl that killed her ex-boyfriend and and did yeah. he get a record deal he got a record deal we didn't see what it became but and he sang the credits because that's Harry Connick Jr. Can, yeah. I, can I read you a uh, title of a review on IMDb for this movie of course from you 2002 oh, of <laughs> I would be can. insulted if you didn't <laughs> A clever mix of slapstick comedy and romantic whodunit. Hmm. A clever? <laughs> Life Without Dick is a wild love story, murder mystery that has layers of interesting characters and plot twists. I can't tell if this is, you know, satire or seriousness. The casting is incredible. Sarah Jessica Parker is sexy and funny. Harry Cornick Jr. has the triple is the triple threat ever since the I saw him. The triple threat. In- Ever since he saw they saw him in Jodie Foster's Little Man 
Tate, I've considered him one of Hollywood's untapped talents. He's handsome, funny, and he can sing. And looks like mm. a foot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody else no. wrote, I actually liked this. Who? Who liked wow. this? Wow, okay. Lightning right. Sparrow in 2006. Well, well, where where does this rank amongst the Hall of Hall of Bad Movie? Uh, you know, where, where, where's, where's this rank amongst the movies you've watched for this? Yeah, that's a great question. So, finish your drinks. This is knocked off yoga hosers. Oh, wow. The day has come. That bad. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. Were you describing it? I did not. That's a shocker to me. I, I, I it, it was sounded awful. bad, but oh my wow. God. This I got movie sounds like it's all over night. the place. It, it, it was. was. I, the only thing I'll give it credit for is that it kind of tied everything together because everybody was kind of related to each other. But okay. it was so far-fetched relations. Sure. That. And it sounds like the payoffs like weren't really worth it, right? It wasn't. Like, it's just like... It wasn't. We never earned those payoffs. Yeah. Never. Never. And, and so I, I just, I was so pissed off after I'd watched that movie yep. going, I, I want my life back after that. One. I want right, your life right, back. Right, right. Yoga hosers. Okay. The reason I say it was always at the bottom was it was just mean spirited. Okay. They at least tried to tell a sensible story, even though it was Nazi sausages and stuff like that. Yeah. They at least in this world created a story that made sense from A to Z. This was, we went to A to seven to Q to F23 to, you know, it, it made no fucking sense. Right. Okay. It made no sense. It is a zero. It's not a Mitchell zero. It is a zero. Wow. Damn. Just in okay. the dirt zero. In the dirt zero. It, it, it You have, uh, you have earned no points and mm. may God have mercy on your soul. Like that bad. I think it, the it, fact that the pedigree of the actors is the bigger, the bigger. And yeah, that's the reason why I watch this is because when I see something bad and I see three names that I'm like, oh, I know those names. I'm going to watch that. That's what I'm probably going to try to watch. Right. Because I think it's more shocking when you get a bad movie that has these people and you kind of think to yourself, how? How did this go so wrong? <laughs> There's no reason uh... why. Johnny Knoxville and Sarah Jessica Parker couldn't do a better movie. Harry right. Connick Jr. is not really an actor, but no, he but could like, have at least held his own in a better movie. I right. mean, it seems like he just didn't have good. Not, no one had good materials. No one had good material. Rest. And usually the caliber of star could rise that material to at least be acceptable, acceptable, funny. Uh, I, I could have laughed a little more, you know, like I. But the only joke I laughed at probably was the sirens of the school system because yeah. I thought that was that was like the one genius line. And then everything else was just kind of like, what are these people's motivations? What the fuck are they doing? Why are they doing this? It's a love story in seven days, which. Fine, I get it. There, there's plenty of movies where the heroin falls in love with the hero because they save the day and everything like that fine i get it that's a hollywood trope this didn't earn it mm. it didn't it, it was two people that were just horny for each other especially because sarah jessica parker's tits were bouncing around a lot cool they, they had like she had low-cut shirts the entire time and they were just kind of like going and i don't know it 
I'll agree with that one review and saying that she was sexy in this because she did look good in this, but I think that was part of the plan. Sure. Very well, just Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. I mean, she's an attractive human being. I get it. And truthfully, we've all seen Hocus Pocus. We all know this. Yeah. 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 We get turned on at Hocus Pocus. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd be here, broomstick. <laughs> I'm your bus driver, you know what I'm saying? Ew. Bubble, bubble. Oh. <laughs> yeah, grab that handle. <laughs> okay, we're devolving. We're devolving. We're very much devolving. We need to finish this because I'm sick of talking about this movie. It is a zero out of five. It is zero out of five. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry you took the psychic damage to watch this movie because it does seem like a real stinker. Don't even talk about the alcoholic psychic. That was also played off for laughs. They said, oh, my alcoholic psychic. She like just tossed back a beer or like a drink and then goes, your boyfriend, Aaron. And she's like, Dick? Yes, Dick with the sexy crossing guard. Uh. And like they only played the alcoholic part for a joke. I don't know, man. I They deserve none of their punchlines. They deserve no points, and may God have mercy on their soul. That's the perfect way to describe it. And that, Let this that... movie rot in 2002. Yep, yes. exactly. Yes. Straight to DVD for a reason. Again. Yeah. yeah. So it's on Tubi if you want to watch mm, it. Pass. Uh, yeah, no. Thank you for your thank you for yeah. your kind services, but I think I will be uh, okay. Oh, there's, there's more coming. Trust me. I have a lot planned up here. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, yeah, get ready. So <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? I've been your host, Mike, joined by... Jill. Andre! Good to see you guys. We'll see you next time for Game for a Movie. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>